JN.1, major dominant COVID variant since XBB.1.5. JN.1, the latest COVID-19 variant, has rapidly spread across the United States, with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimating that the variant now accounts for over 60% of all cases. No variant has surpassed the 50% mark in terms of all COVID cases since XBB 1.5 was circulating. Hospitalization rates have also increased over the past weeks. Researchers are still speculating about whether the JN.1 variant is causing the rise. Are the two related or because people were present in large gatherings over Thanksgiving and Christmas and they didn't pay enough attention? So that's why this is a little murky, Dr. Stanley Perlman, professor of microbiology and immunology at the University of Iowa, told the Epoch Times. Seasons can also influence the prevalence of COVID-19 and other respiratory viral infections, with cases often peaking during the winter months. Lingering symptoms reported. Hospitalizations have increased by roughly 20%, while deaths have increased by about 12% in recent weeks, according to the CDC. Dr. Keith Berkowitz, an internist based in New York who also practices telemedicine, said that COVID cases have been off the charts at his clinic since the week after Christmas. Though he has not been able to verify if his patients have contracted the JN.1 variant, patients have needed more aggressive treatment. The new wave also seems to be causing more lingering symptoms, with patients complaining of coughs and headaches for a week or longer. Before, most COVID infections would clear by then, with patients ready to resume normalcy within days. There's a lot of nasal congestion, Dr. Berkowitz said, adding that he has also seen more gastrointestinal problems, which were not so prevalent before. In a few rare cases, he needed to prescribe patients oral steroids to bring down their inflammation, something he has not done in a very long time. Symptoms are not too different from a bad flu though, Dr. Berkowitz said. Dr. William Schaffner, professor of preventative medicine at Vanderbilt University, said that the new wave appears to be causing generally mild disease. By mild, I mean not requiring hospitalization, although some of the people who've had an infection and have been miserable for three or four days, they wouldn't necessarily call it mild, Dr. Schaffner said. Given its rapid transmission, the disease is reaching older people, those with underlying chronic medical conditions, and the immunosuppressed and immune-compromised, and it's those populations that are fueling the hospital admissions, he said. Few patients complain of a loss or change in taste and smell, Dr. Joseph Varon, a Texas-based pulmonary critical care specialist, told the Epoch Times. The primary concern is they say that they have a terrible headache, and that it feels like somebody hit with a baseball bat, which sounds, you know, very similar to like a bad flu, said Dr. Varon, who is also a professor of medicine at the University of Houston. He said that most of his patients, regardless of whether they contracted COVID, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus, generally recover within three to four days once they get treated with vitamin C and D, zinc, and melatonin, and if they can get it, ivermectin. Symptoms also do not seem to differ much between the different respiratory viruses and their variants. An oddball variant. JN.1 was dubbed the odd man out variant by scientist William Hasseltine in a Forbes article.
All the other current variants of interest are derived from the XBB variant, whereas JN.1 is derived from BA.2.86, previously nicknamed the Parola variant. Some also call JN.1 Parola, as they are very similar. That is to say, most of the currently circulating variants are more genetically similar to each other than they are to JN.1. Mr. Hasseltine compared JN.1 to XBB.1.5 and HV.1, which are current variants of interest. While HV.1 was about 12% different from XBB.1.5, JN.1 is about 40% different. XBB.1.5 is the variant from which the most recent booster is formulated. Compared to XBB.1.5, JN.1 contains 41 additional unique mutations, with most of the changes occurring in the spike protein. A potential immune evader. The different mutations JN.1 has from XBB.1.5 have concerned some variant trackers about potential immune evasion. However, Dr. Perlman said it is hard to interpret the meaning of these mutations clinically. We know so much about the genetic makeup of these viruses, but we have a little less information about what this actually means, he said. We don't have great explanations for some of the data. We don't know why these changes in this particular virus might make the virus more transmissible or maybe slightly more virulent if it is. Few have studied the recently emerging JN.1 variant, but studies on Parola, its predecessor, may be used as a benchmark since there is only one mutation between the two variants. When BA.2.86 was circulating in August 2023, some were concerned it would escape T-cell immunity. T-cells are major immune cells. Italian immunologist at the University of California, San Diego found that with the immune response to the variant Parola, two central types of T-cells were affected by 11% to 28%. For the spike protein, up to half were affected. A German study published on January 8 found that Parola could evade neutralizing antibodies in vaccinated individuals with or without breakthrough infection. Yet the authors added that antibodies elicited by the XBB.1.5 adapted mRNA vaccine could inhibit it. However, another South African study published two days later showed that T-immune cells, which do not produce antibodies, can render strong immune responses against Parola, even if they have not been exposed to other Omicron variants. Variant trackers on social media are concerned that, like Parola, JN.1 could successfully evade the body's immunity. We may still have immunity in other parts of the immune response, said Dr. Perlman, adding that T-cells and antibodies, such as blocking antibodies, may still be effective. Dr. Berkowitz recommends saltwater gargling and nasal rinses to protect oneself from infection. Apart from reducing viral load, nasal rinses also help clear out the sinuses and may help reduce recovery time from infections. It is also important to stay hydrated while nursing an infection. I don't want my patients to panic, but you would also not want to put your guard down and stop doing things that are proactive and preventative. Dr. Varan recommends supplementing with vitamin C and D. 
Studies have shown that people with low vitamin D levels tend to be at a higher risk of COVID-19 infections and severe disease, and vitamin C is also a nutrient readily depleted during infections.